our role is to understand the IRS tax code so we could best use it. You know, believe it or not, the IRS tax code, most of it was, was written for business owners like us. Welcome to the Becoming a Pharmacy Badass podcast, where we talk about how to diversify your revenue streams, increase your net income, and optimize your operations to create the pharmacy of your dreams. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello everyone, Dr. Lisa Faust here, and I have a what I think will probably become an annual favorite session. I did one last year on some of my favorite tax tips and I was talking with a fellow pharmacy owner and uh, we just got into the conversation about the IRS and taxes and different things that pharmacy owners can take advantage of but often don't take advantage of. And so I invited Rob on to record a session that will maybe help you this year or maybe you're listening to this next year, but you know, taxes is obviously an annual thing. and so. So uh, no matter when you're listening to this, hopefully you can put some of this information um, into practice and ask about it and ask your own tax professional. I will say right off the bat that neither Rob and I are tax experts, tax professionals. We're not CPAs. We're not filing your taxes. Anything that we say in here is just sharing of our own personal experience or things that we have learned ourselves. And so just to get make sure to get that out of the way. So Rob, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. Um, you're probably a person that's busier than even I am. Um, so I appreciate that. And I know the pharmacy owners will will as well. So if uh, someone doesn't know you, Rob Zachariah, I've, I've known you for many, many years, probably far too long that we don't want to go back and count. Uh, but go ahead and introduce yourself, you know, where your pharmacies are at, um, you know, and, and what your relationship with pharmacy has kind of been over the last many years. Sure, great. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. Uh, hello, everyone. Um, like Lisa said, my name is Rob Zachariah. Uh, my wife and I own two pharmacies in Bedford, Texas. We own a retail and compounding pharmacy, and we also own a home infusion pharmacy. Uh, I also am involved in real estate. Uh, I'm also creating a fund. So I am, uh, my, my time is limited. I wish I could just have more hours in a day, you know? Um, but we do, I mean, when Lisa and I were talking about this session, you know, I, I really was looking forward to it because I feel it could help many people. Uh, we as pharmacy owners fall, fall into the trap of running our business and just uh, handing out tax information over to our CPA or accountant and expecting them to work magic. And then we're shocked when we see our tax bill. And, uh, you know, I, I graduated from business school. I'm a business uh, major. I went to NYU. I lived in Texas since uh, 2007. I moved from New York back then when nobody was moving to Texas. Now I'm sure everyone's moving to Texas. <laughs> but uh, as for my business acumen, I mean, I love strategy. I love taxes. I, I love uh, finding out ways where we could save money um, and, and operate our businesses efficiently. So first, I just wanted to cover who is the IRS. Many people have a misconception about the IRS. They think the IRS is... Uh, some you know big bad entity where the employees go in to enter the door. They have a retinal scan, and you know, uh, and the IRS knows where you are, and they have a computer where they track you when you go into the bath. Guys, it, it is not at all what you seem. Okay, uh, the IRS, uh, it's going to be really enlightening for you. There's a book by uh, a gentleman named Scott Estelle. He was a former IRS uh, senior trial attorney. He worked for the IRS for many years, and then he left the IRS, and uh, he wrote a book, and he's working for people who have uh, who's been victimized by the IRS. He sued the IRS many times, and he won, 
And in his book, in his courses, in his information, he says, and I quote, if the IRS was to audit itself, it'll fail. Because there's so many different departments, there's so many different job functions, nobody knows the tax code, everyone's trying to figure things out. Uh, many people think the IRS comes up with the with our tax laws. That's not true. Do you know who makes our tax laws? Congress. And IRS enforces it and collects revenue on it. Uh, the number one question I get is, and I'm sure you thought of it too, IRS stands for Internal Revenue Service. I'm still trying to figure out how their service, if it's a service, <laughs> we really don't want it, but we're kind of, we're kind of stuck I know I can never get anybody on the phone whenever I need it, so. <laughs> but, you know, Scott also says uh, the, IRS, the IRS tax code is over 78,000 pages long, and a lot of it is left to interpretation. He was frustrated with the IRS because when he worked there, uh, the auditors didn't know the IRS tax code. The judges didn't know how to interpret it. Everything was left to assumption and kind of throwing darts against the wall. Uh, and here's what I mean. Um, the IRS tax code, it's, uh, it, it's, it's lengthy. No one understands it. And that's why some of these audits take so long. Now, what is our role as a tax paying citizen? Number one, our role is not to cheat on taxes. Our role is to understand the IRS tax code so we could best use it. You know, believe it or not, the IRS tax code, most of it was, was written for business owners like us because the IRS expects us to partner with them, hire employees, collect taxes, and pay the IRS. So the IRS sees this as a partner and they would love, they would love to have more businesses out there hiring more employees, right? So most of the laws are written in favor of business owners like travel, like meal, meals, all that stuff. So if you just learn the IRS uh, tax laws, tax guidelines, and learn how to utilize them properly, we could save so much money. But the, but the mistake we fall into is we kind of expect our CPAs or accountants to kind of do the work, right? And listen, if you have a good relationship with your CPA or accountant, terrific. But understand their position, okay? They do a lot of tax returns, and they may not have the time to follow, follow up with you on every single line item and say, hey, Jeff, you can save money here. Hey, John, you overpaid here. It's up to us to know what our tax strategies are and tell the CPA. Furthermore, many CPAs may not tell you about the tax strategies because in the event of an audit, they don't want you to hold them responsible. Now, it sounds bad. I mean, there's many CPAs that I've come across. They'd rather have you pay the IRS more money than them trying to save you money, you know? Uh, and the IRS auditors, remember, they're incentivized to collect money, okay? When they go out, they're trying to find the businesses that are cheating on their taxes so they can collect money. If you're an IRS, IRS auditor and you go out and you find $10,000 from each business, and you go tell your boss, what's gonna happen to you? You're gonna get promoted, you're gonna get a raise. So they are incentivized to look, to, uh, look out for people that cheat on their taxes. Um, the IRS, remember these two key words with the IRS, uh, intent and reasonable. Your expenses, the way you operate your business, they look at it as being, uh, what is your intent and is it reasonable, okay? Um, I'll give you an example. Let's say uh, I go to the mall to buy a sweater and I run into Lisa Fast. And I say, Lisa, uh, hey, great seeing you. Let, let's, let's have lunch. Uh, and I don't know what's in the mall, chilies, whatever. We'll sit down, have chilies. Uh, we have a you know, great meal. And all throughout the meal, 
we talk about business. We talk about diverse our, our, our rights. We talk about pharmacies. We talk about drugs. We talk about the nasty PBMs. We talk about business. Question, is that meal a tax write-off? And most people think it is. It is not. Because what was our intent in going to the mall? Mine was to buy a sweater. He says was to go, go for a clearance sale. We happen to run into each other. We had lunch. That doesn't make it a tax write-off. Flip side of the coin. Uh, I call Lisa. Well, like the lunch we had for remote patient monitoring when we had a conversation about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, another example. Uh, let's say my wife and I call Lisa and her husband and say, hey, let's go out to Ruth Chris's Steakhouse. Uh, let's talk about business. Let's talk about pharmacy. Let's talk about ownership. Let's talk about strategies. We go to Ruth Chris's Steakhouse. We're there for about two hours. We don't talk about business at all. We talk about kids. We talk about family. We talk about everything in the sun. Is that meal a business tax write-off? According to the IRS, it is. Because what was our intent? Our intent was to talk about business. I know it, it sounds, it sounds, you know, <laughs> how do you measure that, right? And this is why many people cheat on their taxes because, hey, everything's a business. You know, everything's write-off, right? And one thing I could encourage you guys, Lisa and I are not CPAs, accountants. We, we're not going to advise you on how to do a tax strategy. But one thing we are going to advise you is don't cheat on your taxes because the tax law was written in favor of us. Just learn it. Learn it and use it to the best of your advantage because here's why, guys. If you cheat on your taxes and they catch you, you're on their list. You'll get it audited every single year. That's going to cost you more money than just getting the paperwork and just filing up and anything else. It's not worth it. It's not worth it, okay? Uh, I'm going to maybe, Lisa, we could go deeper into uh, on, our, on our deep dive in the uh, mastermind session, but, uh, you know, there's so many tax strategies, as Lisa mentioned. I mean, there's the Augusta rule. I don't know if you guys know about that, but that's a rule that says you can rent your house out to yourself, pay yourself tax-free for 14 days a year. 14 days, now, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it has to be reasonable, which means you have to get quotes from three other hotels nearby that's that's a great savings you know uh there's a there's the, there's a there's a the government now is in favor of us putting solar panels on our roofs uh and uh, some neighborhoods hoas aren't allowed but check with you if you, if you need solar call my husband is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does all day i actually know a lot about solar and the tax benefits because i get it by osmosis because i hear uh -huh. him talk about it all day but i think the big point to point out here that the most important thing that you said is the tax code was made for business owners. We have a ton of advantages of owning a business. And that is why literally I've always owned a business. I've always had an entity, you know, whether it was my full-time job or my side gig, if you will, I've always had a business entity because it allowed me to take advantage of laws that were written for the business owners. And you're absolutely right. It is kind of a partnership with the IRS because they're hoping by giving you some tax breaks that you're going to start business, you're going to grow more business, you're going to do more things, which creates more employees and creates eventually more taxable revenue or income for them um, on that side for the IRS. And so it's it's what's good for business is good for you know the taxes as a whole. And so I think that is the most important thing. And I think the second most important thing is to not rely on your CPA or your tax advisor to know everything about the tax code. Most of them are doing what I, what I call W-2 returns where, you know, the laws exactly. work for them. I think it's very important that you find a tax person that specializes in business owner taxes because they're going to be much more familiar 
with the returns of business owners rather than just W-2 employees. If you're just a W-2 employee and you're listening to this, I'm sorry, there's not a whole lot you can do with your taxes. Uh, you know, you get the standard deductions, you get some of the, you know, mortgage interest or those kinds of things, but there's there's really not a whole lot of flexibility. But once you become a business owner, there is a ton of flexibility in your taxes. And so you want to use you know, the H&R blocks and those kinds of things, they are doing W-2s all day long. They don't under really understand the depth of the business code. And I know many of you, the people that I follow are the same people that you follow. You know, I'm a big Tom Wheelwright fan. Um, I've listened to him speak, you know, gosh, I don't even know how many times. Um, I've attended some of his classes and his courses. And um, you mentioned the book, um, what was his name? Scott, Scott Esther? Uh, Scott Esther and the book he wrote Estel. for Texas. Okay. And, um, you know, I read a lot of tax um, books like that. I don't read the tax code like Tom does on the beach with his wife that he always talks about, but I do read books and stuff that give you some of those tax tips. And so I thought we could share some of our favorite tax tips as we kind of just, you know, wrap this up. We are going to be doing, for those of you that are Pharmacy Badass University members, Rob is going to be our guest for our monthly mastermind call um, on December. So I believe it's next week we'll be having that live. So you'll be able to ask both of us some questions. Questions. Happy to share the information again that we've learned. We are not giving it tax advice. Always run this by your, your tax person. Exactly. But um, one of the things that I want to mention right off the, the bat as a tip, as a tax tip, if you will, which really isn't honestly so much a tax tip as um, um, it's just a, an opportunity because of COVID is your ERTC credits. Um, employee retention tax credit, I think is what that stands for. Um, ERTC credit. So many pharmacy owners have not applied for this because they wrongly assume they don't qualify. Um, and that is a wrong assumption. Um, I own several pharmacies. Um, we've gotten in every single pharmacy we own. There's actually, we are going to be buying some pharmacies and we're doing, we're buying the pharmacies um, as a stock purchase just to be able to take advantage of the ERTC credit because the, the former owner did not do that. And so this is a really big opportunity. So it kind of falls into the tax zone. It's not quote unquote your annual um, taxes, but that would be like my first tip that I would give. Um, Rob, you already gave us a tip of renting your home 14 um, days out of the year and you can, you can um, receive that income as a person tax-free. So that's the benefit is you get to expense it off of your business and then you get to receive it as tax-free income as an individual. Um, do you have any other tax tip, another one to share? Uh, there's so many. Uh, actually, uh, I have a whole list here. Maybe we, we could dive into that uh, in the mastermind. But uh, paying your children, right? Uh, IRS allows you to pay your children. That has to be reasonable. But yeah, that's what, $12,000 uh, you can pay your children and they get to, uh, uh, that's tax-free for them. Um, you know, so, so yep. look at it this way. I mean, you can look at it this way. Uh, it's all perspective, right? You could buy your children's school clothes. You could pay for their meals. You could pay for the camping trips all tax from tax-free money. And that's money you pay them, right? Yep, absolutely. I've been a big fan of that since I first, I first learned that from Tom. Gosh, probably, well, before I even had children, I think I was pregnant with my first kid. And uh, my kids helped me out. Like, so if you're a Diversifier X member and you got a swag box, my kids packed that. So we definitely do uh, employ that. And, and the way that it works is, you know, if I play my, pay my kid $12,000 over the course of a year, $1,000 a month, which is totally appropriate for the amount of um, work that they do and the type of work that they do for us. 
Um, they don't meet those minimum requirements for federal taxes. We live in Texas. We don't have state taxes. Um, and so if they only make 12000 a year, they are not paying any taxes on that. So you get to pay them. It gets transferred into their bank account. You can use that for college savings. You can use that for paying all of their schools. And you're and it's a legitimate expense of a, bit, a business because they are working in your business. And so people have asked a lot of times I get questions. Well, like, I cannot, can I hire my two-year-old? Can I hire my this? And it's like, and you said, it has to be reasonable. You know, if you're claiming your two-year-old is washing your windows, that's probably um, not reasonable. But if you use your children in photos, for your company. So I mentioned earlier that my husband does solar. We have used our children many, many times as models in front of our house with our solar panels and they are used in marketing campaigns. And there's, there's, there's no question of whether or not they have, they have done uh, work for that. And so it has to just be reasonable. You can't pay your kids, you know, $300,000 and it's going to be tax-free. That's, that's not the way that it works. Um, but that is a really good strategy. And I, I full wholeheartedly be that. I think one that often pharmacy owners miss is writing off an automobile or a car. So you are allowed to have a car for business purposes. It does need to meet some requirements. Um, but I think that's one that that takes a little bit, maybe a little extra legwork on the accountant's part. And let's just face it, some of them are a little lazy. They're overwhelmed in tax time. And so they kind of just skip that opportunity. So if you're listening to this as a pharmacy owner, um, talk to your accountant about um, maybe riding off one of your vehicles. It can't be your only vehicle. You still need to have a personal vehicle. Um, and that's something that we've been able to take advantage of um, in our entity and our business entities that's really helped us. And so those are some of my favorite favorite tax tips, uh, Rob. And, and Lisa, think, just, just yeah. to follow up on that, uh, sorry, but uh, one of the, one of the um, apps that I, I, that I use and I have my salespeople use is for my like you. It kind of records your drive. So if, uh, if you want to record the drives and log your mileage, you don't need that paper and pencil in your car anymore. IRS accepts a mile IQ. That's that's awesome. Mile IQ. That's that's good. I, I'll, uh, I might have to look to getting that myself. So, um, you know, I think the most important thing is just to not bury your head in the sand when it comes to tax time. Um and yeah, I'm, I'm speaking to myself here. I sometimes get behind. I used to be the kind that was so organized and I'd have my taxes done like perfectly on time. And as uh, we've acquired more businesses and acquired more children, <laughs> it seems to get later and later. And in fact, I still, I will uh, say I have not filed my 2021 taxes. My accountants are working on it. Um, it's just one of those things. So I am in the boat. I'm normal, even though I actually love this stuff, but take an active role in your taxes. Go to a seminar. I I know, Rob, you've attended a bunch of financial seminars and tax seminars, um, and we've talked about, you know, you kind of sharing that with us so we can share it with our network to get these business owners more tapped into, um, you know, learning about taxes and learning about better financial management. Um, but, you know, spend a time, um, you know, read a book, do those kinds of things. It will pay off for you, I promise you, Absolutely. many, many multiple times over, probably hundreds of times over in that investment of time and our energy to attend a seminar or read a book or take a course or something like that. Because understanding the tax code and you being able to partner with your accountants and CPAs and help them help you 
with your taxes. Um, I think that's the most important thing. So um, I appreciate you joining Rob for this, you know, kind of high level podcast. We're going to be talking again next week and diving deep into our monthly mastermind with our members. Um, But I appreciate the insight from another business owner. You own pharmacies. You're like you mentioned, you're doing lots of other things that are super exciting. Uh, I think you said a fund and real estate and, you know, all kinds of things. It's always fun getting together with you and Susan. And so we need to have that intent to get together and we can write that off. (laughs) and talk about some business. So um, I appreciate you spending time. Um, You know, do you post any information? Do you do anything like on Facebook or LinkedIn that maybe somebody can follow, follow you for um, any information or to learn more? Um, You can always email me. I I don't, uh, I'm not on Facebook that much, although I should be, but uh, you could always email me uh, info at PCIpharmacy.com. That's PCI, Paul, Chris, Ingrid, pharmacy.com. That's my home infusion pharmacy. And like Lisa said, that ERC tax credit is so valuable. I think we got uh, about uh, $60,000 in uh, tax credits just from one, just for one pharmacy. So it's, uh, that's, that's useful. So I encourage everyone to just follow up on that. Yep, absolutely. So thank you so much for sharing your time, Rob, and we'll talk yep. again next week. And I know many pharmacy owners and listeners very much appreciate it just like I do. So thank you so much. Thank you. you. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you have a more profitable pharmacy for free. One, join my free group at lisasrxgroup.com. Two, get the latest strategies at diversifyrx.com forward slash blog. Three, watch helpful videos at lisasyt.com. Four, hit that subscribe button and please be sure to leave us a five-star review so we can help more pharmacy owners and bring those insights back to you. Becoming a Pharmacy Badass is proud to be a part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network.